How do you teach your children what is right and what is wrong? How do you teach them about life and death? How do you teach them about sex? How do you have difficult discussions with your kids? The answers when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible study in the Word of God, that we may be conformed to the image of His Son. Tell all your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. If you haven't listened to yesterday's program, Mm -hmm. you ought to go back and listen to our Ecclesiastes study. Yes. Because for the very first time, Becky joined me in the Bible study. We were trying to figure that out. So that was 1,659 episodes. Yeah. And you'd never join me for the Bible study portion? No. I don't think so. So Monday through Thursday, you've never been on? Never. Well, there well wa- except yeah. for the intro. <laughs> well, the intro. You've always been on yeah, the intro. I've always been yeah. on the intro. There's, there's never been anybody but Becky yeah. on the intro to when we understand the text. <laughs> it's always been us doing it together, but I just don't get her in on the Bible study portion. Right. Monday mm-hmm. through Thursday is me teaching the Bible, uh-huh. and then you join me for the Q and A on Friday. You do such a great job. Well, thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. And then you've got babies you got to care for. Well, you know. <laughs> and we don't have a studio at home anymore. No, but so we have been... an amazing friend now in town. <laughs> well, we've had amazing friends here. Okay, yes, but we true. we very managed very true. to get Sonia to move down here. Yes, so she's joined us here in Texas. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. And she's watching the kids for us right now, so we could do the Ecclesiastes and study them together. Yeah, the whole kitten caboodle. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. <laughs> but anyway, I had not recorded. I, I waited late to record uh, Thursday study, so Becky was with me for that. Mm-hmm. And some of you listening out there, you only tune in on Friday. Yeah, I see the numbers. <laughs> There are some of you that he doesn't own, tell me the numbers. Uh, that, yeah. Okay. So let me let me give you a low ball. Okay. Uh, no. If there's a hundred of you that listen on Friday, just a hundred. Okay. Just using a nice round low. That's not really number. low, but okay. A <laughs> hundred. If there's a hundred of you that listen, well, okay, through the rest of the time, through the rest of the week. Okay. So a hundred of you listen all week long. There's about 150 on Friday. <laughs> so I know there's a few more of you on Friday than there yeah. is during the rest of the week. So if, you, if you're if you not familiar with listening to the Bible studies during the week, mm-hmm. go back and listen yesterday. <laughs> because Becky's on with me on episode 1659. For Ecclesiastes For Ecclesiastes, one. yep. So you're even at the beginning. Yeah, still starting the beginning of that book. Are, are you going to stay with me through that? You want to go through all of Ecclesiastes together? You'll join me on the Thursday study? We'll see how things go. <laughs> I don't want to promise anything. Yeah, so we have, and we've talked about this before, but we've we've hit some financial snafus, and so that's part of the reason why this hasn't been accomplished yet. But we're trying to build something at home so that I can have a studio at home. Mm-hmm. Well, one of, the pla- one of the parts of the house where we want to build... Uh, just got hit with a branch. Yes. And damaged that part of the house. Mm-hmm. We've had some weather this past week, uh, and then it was even really windy yesterday on Thursday. Oh, yes, so windy. So there's there's branch huge branches everywhere, all over the place. I've seen them, you know, down the highway that I drive to get to and from work, and all this. So it's not just at our house, right? It's but, everywhere. 
Yeah, but we had a big branch break off of one of the trees and hit part of the outside of the house and damage it. Mm-hmm. So now, and that's part of the area where we want to build if we do an extension and I can have a studio there. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping now <laughs> I can get the insurance involved. Yes. And we'll have insurance and help us pay for part of that. a little bit further. Yeah. Faster. But I have to be able to talk to somebody first who can help me do the construction. Contractor, yeah. you know, whoever's going to do the, the construction for me. And I have to get that amount first. Mm-hmm. I know that some of you have been so wonderful to email, and I've even talked to a few of you by phone and said, hey, we want to be able to give you a donation to help you out with that. That'd be awesome. So that we can go back to one hour episodes on Friday. <laughs> it's the 50 of you that listen on Friday that are not listening during the week. <laughs> yeah, we, we have cut it kind of short. Yeah. <clears throat> we've been doing less time because we have to come to the church and record. We can't mm-hmm. We can't do it at home. So some of you have been asking, we want the hour-long Q&As again yes. on Friday. So you want to help out with a donation. I, I love that. I appreciate that so much. We have listeners that want to be able to give and help us do a studio at home. Mm-hmm. But I have to have a guy come first and give me the estimate and give me the amount before I can tell you, here's how much money it's going to cost us. Right. And as we try to put all that together. So if there if there are people out there that want to help us with that, that'd be great. Uh, but I'm going to wait until we know what the amount is first. So we can like mm-hmm. set a goal and everything yeah. like that. Be- we can put that in front of you and, and say, hey, help us out and raising money for this so we can mm-hmm. have a studio at home once again. Yes. Pray okay. for that process as it goes forward. It's awesome. re- it's really difficult around here to get builders. <laughs> they're all busy. Because they're all working. They're so busy. And they're backed up. <laughs> they have all these projects. And now we're in the spring, and so yep. they're just back to work again. So anyway. I see them coming and going on where we live. And, oh, yeah. In the town we live. And uh, they're just everywhere. <laughs> and, and when you go out back, you can hear like hammering and sawing oh, yes. over in this direction. Yep. And next week, it's moved to the right a little bit. Yes. It's over there now. Yes. You know, <laughs> so you can just hear them kind of moving through the neighborhood and doing new projects. Well, we're going to do something a little unique today. On the Friday edition of the broadcast, we take questions from the listeners. Yes. And you can submit those questions to when we understand the text at gmail.com. We're doing a little uh, something a little bit different here. I'm not going to our email box and grabbing questions. I'm going to attempt to recreate uh, a talk that I gave to a mom's group that we have here at the church Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. I was wearing a recorder, but something happened with the audio and it just did not come out well. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were some that were asking me, hey, will you post this? I can't be there that day. I would love to hear you talk and, you know, all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it just didn't come out well. So I'm not going to post that. We're going to talk those things through here on this Q&A. Yeah. And it's not going to be exactly like the talk, but it'll be as close to it as we can get. And it won't be as distracting as a bad audio. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, as you're trying to hear me talk with the audio not being good quality, right? Yeah. So uh, to me, I, I can't. I'm too focused on. I can't hear. I can't hear. I'm that know? way. Yeah. And there, there are some people that will do really bad podcasts, mm-hmm. like bad quality podcasts, but they're real popular. Hmm. I'm just like, how do people listen to this? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> And even videos on YouTube. That'll I'm very get, distracted. Yeah. Easily distracted. Easily distracted. Yeah. Yes. I'm not so much. <laughs> uh, it's part of my training, just kind of tune things out. Yeah. You know, when I was on, when I did radio, I mean, you know, I'm I'm being taught 
to do on air stuff and basically told whatever is happening. The world could be coming down around you. You don't leave that post. Yes. <laughs> you are continuing to tell the world that the world is ending. You know, you're that's a <laughs> reporter that gets hit with the stop sign. <laughs> that's right. I have to man my post and I have to continue in this thing. So, yeah, I did severe weather coverage and all this kind of the tornadoes mm-hmm. going on all over the place in yep. Kansas and I can't leave my post. Yep. And you drive through one, you know. Oh, I've done that before, too. Yeah, yeah. that's been fun. It, it, there's There's been people fun. that have asked me, uh, <laughs> so how close have you been to a tornado? In Zero one. feet. Yeah. Yep. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I've been literally inside a tornado. I uh, got the tour. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're way off topic now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, the talk that I gave was how to have difficult discussions with your kids. Mm-hmm. How to talk about difficult topics with your kids. And this is going to be a little bit shorter. That talk was about an hour. We're not going to go that long. Uh, But this is especially relevant in our culture right now because you've heard the news. You've seen the bills that have been passed in different places, like in Texas and Florida and other other places, because there are really perverted teachers in a lot of public school systems right now. Mm -hmm. It's not here in Lindale, Texas, but in many places, especially... Uh, especially in very blue states, this is the case. There are teachers that are trying to tell your kids about sex mm. and trying to uh, t- teach kindergartners through third grade about transsexualism and that little boys can become little girls if they want to mm-hmm. and all of this kind of thing. Uh, that's happening in public school systems all over the United States. And it is it's grooming children, right? You're you're grooming kids for sexual activity at an age where they're not even thinking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's wicked. It is just wicked. So we see those things happening in the world. How do you have conversations with your kids about these things in a way that protects them, in a way that is God-honoring, mm-hmm. uh, and educates them and, and defends them against some of the lies that are going to be thrown at them by the world. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't teach your children, there is an enemy out oh, there that is yeah. more than willing to teach them for you. The the My rule of thumb is I got to teach them before anybody else does. That's right. We so. got to get these things to them before, <laughs> before the world tries to dictate what these things yes. are. How young should your kids be before you start talking to them about sex? You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So let's let's discuss these things through. I still have the same notepad in front of me here that I used a week and a half ago when I gave this talk. Week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, over two. Okay, over two weeks ago was when I did this. So so how do we decide what to talk about with our kids? What's appropriate content? What words we use? Right. At what ages? So on and so forth. Right. The first thing that you need to do with your children, no matter what the topic, no matter their age, mm-hmm. you have to establish that there is a right and there is a wrong. Correct. And what is our standard of right and wrong? Mm-hmm. Our standard is God. So well, in the Bible, you know, right. you got God's word in the Bible. So how do you tell them about right and wrong? Now, you were about to say something, so I want to I see what you wanted to say before I continue on. Do you remember what it was? Nope. Okay. Continue on. <laughs> I've, now t- <laughs> I've now talked over you long enough. It's gone. That that thought is gone. Okay, so there is such a thing as objective truth. Mm-hmm. There really is truth. And maybe your children won't understand a concept like objective Right. 
because uh, maybe you're you're thinking about, OK, well, that's fine if my kids are eight, nine, 10 years old. But mm-hmm. how am I telling my three, four or five year old what objective is? Mm-hmm. OK, some words you still want to use with your kids and you explain it to them and maybe they don't quite understand it now. But those things make sense as you continue to repeat it to them. Mm-hmm. There's a certain sense in which. You do want to bring it down to a level that they can understand, but you don't want to dumb it down so much that they aren't learning and progressing in the knowledge that they're giving mm-hmm. that you're giving to them, right? Right. So you're not you're not trying to stay at age five. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get them to progress to the knowledge of age six and age seven, even before they get there, right? Right. You're kind of leading in the education that you give to them so that they're growing smarter. Mm-hmm. Different children mature at different paces. Definitely. We've, we saw that with our first two kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our oldest matured a lot faster than our second one. Oh, yes. And so they all kind of go with their own pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as you want to try to do the same thing you did with the first child. You can't. That's right. Always. Yes. <laughs> and we learned that, like, uh, so what was it? Annie was not as great at math, but she was great at reading. Mm-hmm. Zeej was not as good at his reading, but he was great at math. Oh, excellent. Yes. Yeah. Both so, of them excellent in <laughs> in what they were good at. Right. It was just phenomenal. Yes. So they could progress further in those things and right. slower in others. So it, it may be the same, too, when you're talking about moral issues with your kids. Correct. Yeah, and definitely. And that's been the case with our seven-year-old, mm-hmm. Aria. She's been slower to grasp these things. Mm-hmm. The neat thing about that, though, is she asks way more questions than the oldest two did. Definitely. So because she's not as quick at grasping it, she's asking more questions. And even arguing about it. Yes. Now, that's actually not frustrating. Yeah. That, that she's trying to argue with me about things that I'm telling to her because I, I think that means she's going to be a great debater one of these <laughs> days, you know? <laughs> yeah. She if might. applied in the right way. Exactly. Right. She could. Yes. We, we take that skill that. and we learn yes. to temper it, you know, yes. kind of shape it into something. So. Use it to her advantage. Exactly. To honor the Lord. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> But you're establishing with your kids that there is right and there is wrong. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, you've been doing this with your children to some degree anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. Because this is this is the thing that your mommy and daddy tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what you should not do. Mm-hmm. And if you do what we tell you not to do, then there's going to be consequences for that behavior. Now, part of my talk with the parents when I was talking about these things included discipline, included mm-hmm. spanking. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a consequence for the behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into spanking on this episode because we actually just talked about it. That was yes. a, that was a question we answered on the Q&A last week. Which would have been the other half of the hour. Exactly. There you go. Okay. Now you got a full hour when you combine it with last week's episode. So, so that was episode uh, 1655. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to that one in the Q&A... You'll hear our, you know, 20 to 30 minutes that we explained on spanking. Right. Uh, what the Bible says about it, when yes. to do it, when not to do it, you know, so on and so forth. Uh-huh. How to do it. <laughs> yes. All of that's in last week's episode, so you can go back and, and listen to that. We're not going to talk about the spanking here, but we are going to talk about discipline. Because if you tell your child that this is wrong, but there's not a consequence when they do wrong, uh-huh. then there's no point. Right. I, I agree. There is such a thing as a natural consequence, like don't touch that, it's hot. They touch it, it's <laughs> right. hot, they get burned. Right. Natural consequence. Obviously, you don't have to spank them at that point. I think they got the message. But at the same time, discipline needs to happen. There there needs to be a consequence. Well, I will say that there have been occasions where 
We've told them, don't do this because there's a natural consequence. Mm -hmm. They went for it, Mm -hmm. and we stopped them and spanked them. Yes. We have done that before. Yes. Because the the punishment at that point is they're disobeying mom and dad. Right. So that's what they're getting the punishment for. And plus, we want to protect them from the natural consequence. Yes, definitely. We we don't want them to to have to suffer the consequences of that behavior. Mm -hmm. That's why we're teaching them right and wrong. Right. This is the right thing to do. That's the wrong thing. Wrong things have consequences. Mm -hmm. So that even sin, there's consequences. So you're teaching your children that what is right is pleasing to God and what is wrong is sin. Mm-hmm. And as it says in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you teach your children there's right and wrong, but you also teach them there's forgiveness for the wrong that they do. And when you punish them and they say, I'm sorry, then you forgive them. You yes. teach them how to forgive. At the same time, if you do wrong to your children, Mm -hmm. be a parent who is humble enough to acknowledge to their child, mommy or daddy did something wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. I've had to apologize to my children, uh, even when it came to punishing them. So they did wrong. I punished them. But daddy went a a little too overboard. You know, maybe I yelled and I should not have done that. Mm -hmm. Daddy just acted unreasonable in that situation, to which I will say, I did wrong. I should not have reacted in that way. Will you forgive me? Now, I still want them to know they still disobeyed. Mm -hmm. So you still need to be punished for that. But it was not necessary for daddy to react in the way that I reacted. Never have beat my children. It's never been abuse uh, it's it's been reasonable spanking, <laughs> right. but the, but there's still, you know, anger that has come out of me to a degree that was irrational t- for what the situation called for, yeah. you know. Well, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So in those situations, I've asked forgiveness from my children. Mm-hmm. Be that kind of parent that can do that, because even in that you're teaching your children to humble themselves mm-hmm. and ask forgiveness. And not only that, but whenever they get older, they know that that's still a thing. Yeah. Like it just doesn't go away as they get older. There, There's a lot of things that my children are witnessing and they're like, well, I can't do this until I'm this old or I can quit doing this at this age. And the, like it doesn't make any sense to me because I don't know what gave them the idea that they have to be that age or this age or whatever. Yeah. But it it being a parent and apologizing shows them that even as an adult, as a functioning adult, they need to be apologizing. Oh, yeah, right. Throughout right. their it's, life. Exactly. It's not just something you do when you're a kid. Yes. <laughs> Even when you're adult, an adult, you can do right and wrong, and there's consequences for wrong behavior. Exactly. So you're establishing that in your children early. Now, the standard for right and wrong, of course, is the Bible. Mm-hmm. So how do you teach your kids what is right and what is wrong? You need to read them the Bible. Yes. So you just come to the Bible, and you read it, and you explain it. Just like Nehemiah 8.8 says that there were teachers in Israel who gave to the people the word of God and they gave the sense. Mm -hmm. In other words, they read the law to the people and then explained to the people, here's what that means and here's how it applies. Mm -hmm. And here's what the consequence for that is going to be if you do not keep the law. Right. These were the things that were being taught in Israel. It's the way that we should be preaching in church. Mm -hmm. We teach the Bible. We give the sense. Here's what that means. Here's how it applies. It's the same thing that we should be doing at home. Mm-hmm. And that responsibility must come first to the father, because as it says in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers 
train your children up yes. in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. So it's first to the father. It's his responsibility first. And we may have some women out there listening who are going, but my my husband doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's not a man in the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's going to come to you. Right. Uh, but know that in the way that God is structured and organized the family, it's dad's job first to mm-hmm. teach his wife and his children the word of God. Right. Whether you're talking about narrative so, like, maybe you're reading stories out of Genesis, mm-hmm. or you're reading out of, you know, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. If whether you're reading something narrative, or you are reading actual instructions, Exodus twenty, the Ten Commandments. Mm, yes. No matter if it's narrative or if it's direct instruction, or you go to the New Testament, you have, you know, instructions for the churches, something like that. Whatever it is, there's still going to be an application. Mm-hmm. There's an exhortation. There's something we're supposed to do as a response to what it is that we've read. Uh, and there's going to be application, a way that we're supposed to live as a result of this. And if we don't obey it, what would be the consequence? Mm-hmm. So this all kind of goes into the application that you give with your kids. Now, as I shared with the mom's group a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, a, a simple standard of teaching right and wrong to your children is to use the Ten Commandments. So you have the first commandment, I'm the Lord, your God. You'll have no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. You will not raise up a graven image and worship that. That's the second commandment. Mm -hmm. You will not take the Lord's name in vain and you will uh, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. There's Mm -hmm. your first four commandments. Those are vertical commandments, incidentally. So that has to do with how we love the Lord. Right. And then the next six are horizontal commandments. Number one, honor your father and your mother. That's the fifth commandment. Then there's do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not lie or bear false witness, and do not covet. Uh And even as you teach those things to your kids, your children are going to ask, what is adultery? Yes. What does that mean? What does murdering mean? You know, even you, you don't just take for granted your kids understand what murder is. Right. So even as you go through these commandments, you are teaching your kids... What those things are, you have to talk about sex Mm -hmm. as you talk about the Ten Commandments. They get, you know, maybe an elementary understanding of what adultery is. Right. But there you've already kind of laid the groundwork on uh, understanding what sex is and what God has created it for. Mm -hmm. God made sex to be enjoyed between a husband and a wife only. Mm -hmm. A man and a woman committed to one another in a lifelong covenant relationship till death do us part. God created sex to be enjoyed between a husband and a wife and any other kind of sex outside of the covenant of marriage is adultery Uh uh, is, well, sexual immorality Uh, because, you know, you could be having sex before you're married. You wouldn't necessarily categorize that as adultery, but it's still sexual immorality. Right. Uh, What is the word? Fornication. That's it. Yeah. So if you're if you're not married and you're having sex outside of marriage, it's not adultery. It's fornication. Mm -hmm. But yeah, still sexual immorality. Right. That's the (laughs) that's the the uh, the word that the Bible uses for sex. That is sin. Sex is meant to be good, but enjoyed only in this context Mm -hmm. between a husband and a wife. Now, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but the point being you establish the principles of right and wrong first, and then any of these other topics that you address become easier to handle Mm -hmm. when your children know that there is a right way to do things and there is a wrong. Mm -hmm. God is the one who has said this is right, and God is the one who has said this is wrong. Mm -hmm. We'll call what is right righteous 
because the word right is right at the beginning of that. Yes. We call that which is wrong sin mm-hmm. or transgression. And and then, of course, the uh, uh, the wages of sin is death. So then you get to teach your kids about death and life. God has given us life. Mm-hmm. And it is because of our sin against God that death has come into the world. So all die because sin has extended to all people. Mm-hmm. And we understand by what Scripture teaches, Romans chapter 5, 1 Corinthians 15, and other places, that every single one of us who are descended from Adam and Eve, every single one of us are born in sin. Mm-hmm. We have a desire to sin, to rebel against God. You explain to your kids, what is sin? Well, according to what First John says, sin is lawlessness. So sin is breaking the law of God. Mm. God has set the standard of right and wrong. And when you do what is wrong, that is sin. And what you deserve for that is death. And you teach your kids the seriousness of sin, how holy God is mm-hmm. and how sinful we are. God is so holy and we're so sinful that what we deserve for any sin that we've committed against God is eternal separation from God. Mm-hmm. We cannot be with God because he's that holy and we're not. And so what we deserve for that is death, the end of life, eternal separation from God. But God, being gracious to us, sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our sins. And he rose again from the dead, conquering death, so that anyone who believes in him were forgiven our sins and we have everlasting life. And we also have in 1 John 1, 9, that if we are faithful to ask forgiveness for our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So you teach your children about right and wrong, and you teach them about forgiveness for our sins, and the gospel is all intertwined in all of that. Yes. I've had a lot to say, but it, it, you covered all of it. Okay. So we're good. <laughs> I know. It, it, so going back to my training and radio thing, mm-hmm. I just have to keep the story moving. Yes. There can't be dead air. No dead That's air. That's part of my training. <laughs> so you feel free at any point to go, I got something, babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of let you go in, too, because you did this. I did this, right. Speech, all, um, like presentation already and instructions and so you you have the flow of things so sometimes whenever i jump in we either either rabbit trail or (laughs) you know get off topic yeah right so i'm just kind of letting i mean like i said everything that i've thought about saying and and piping up with you've already covered i wish you were there that day i really because becky has made the comment that she thinks i do better when i'm there because she's heard like recordings where i'm not I'm not there. You know what I mean? I do recordings of sermons. I'm sorry, where I'm not there. Yeah, now I'm not here. Where did I go? <laughs> totally lost. Where have I gone? <laughs> do I edit that out or do I just leave that? Anyway. <laughs> so she's she's listened to recordings of sermons I've done where she's not there. Uh-huh. And you've made the comment that, uh, you, you know, there's just something about it just seems a little bit better when I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> If that makes sense to everybody, because, man, I messed up all of my pronouns there. Yeah, it's all, all good. Sudden, we're yeah. just, you know, we're just sitting here watching you while like, listening. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, when you pipe up, we rabbit trail. So yes, that's where we're going precisely. here. Precisely. So going back to, you know, the, the right and wrong standard, and maybe you've heard me say that, and you're like, well, that's great, Gabe. You know, you're a pastor, so you can just rattle the Ten Commandments off the top of your head like that. Right. So how do I know the Ten Commandments, and how do I make that relevant to our kids, teaching our kids that? This is something Becky and I have come back to again and again, is teaching your children catechism. Uh 
and get a catechism book. Yes. So catechism is going to be question number one. Mm -hmm. What is the chief end of man? Mm -hmm. Answer. Uh, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's what we mean by catechism. So it's a series of questions and answers. When you look up the Baptist catechism, there's questions in the Baptist catechism about the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. What is the first commandment? Answer. The first commandment is this. Mm -hmm. What is sanctioned by the first commandment? Now, that's the word that's used there. You might want to change the word to something else. Your kids understand. Yeah. We don't really use the word sanction a lot in just common yeah. language. <laughs> you know, basically what I used it five times today. No, well, exactly. Kidding. Only kidding. <laughs> what does the first commandment mean mm -hmm. or how does the first commandment apply? answer and then it gives you the answer for that and as you go through that with catechism you're going oh wow that makes a lot of sense i've never even thought of that before yeah. that's one of the things i like about it when we do catechism with our kids i'm learning from it as well mm -hmm. so look up the baptist catechism you can find it through any online bookstore that you that you look up a book of catechism find the baptist catechism mm -hmm. that's the one we use that's the one i recommend it's the shortest too it's going to be you know abbreviated you go to the Westminster Catechism, and you've got 800,000 questions in there. <laughs> wow. Not really. I'm just, you know. <laughs> the, the Baptist Catechism is just shorter. So yeah. grab that book. Uh, you can find a little hardbound copy for about 10 bucks. The one that we often recommend is Reftunes. Yes. Baptist Catechism by Paul Cox. So if you go to Ref, awesome. yeah, if you go to reftunes.com, I think it's like 20, 25 bucks or something like that. I don't remember. But it's an illustrated Baptist catechism. Mm -hmm. So now you make Very it fun, fun for your kids. Yes. Exactly. You've got pictures to go along with it. Yes. So they're remembering the questions not just by what you say and repeating after you for those or visual learning. Exactly. Yeah. You've got the visual that goes along with that as well. And um, in our homeschool group um, or curriculum that we use, they have a song that they've put. And I'm sure there's more out there than just our curriculum that we use, but to the commandments and stuff. And, and we use um, we also during the song, we use hand motions and right. stuff like that to help us remember in order how how it goes. So that way it, it just reinforces what you're learning from the, the catechism. Yeah. So now this has been part one. Yes. And we're pretty much going to wrap up right here. So we're just establishing a standard of right and wrong um, and, and, and everything else that we talk about. Right and wrong, death and life. When you talk about divorce and remarriage, if you talk about abuse, if you talk about sex, you're talking about foul language, any uh -huh. of these other things, you've established the standard of right and wrong first. Correct. And everything else is built out of that. Uh -huh. So then we'll now apply some of these other topics to that uh -huh. when we come back next week and continue this conversation about yes. how to have diff uh, how to have discussions about difficult topics yes. with your kids. Yes. All right? All right. There we go. And if you have any questions, any questions to add to this, because <clears throat> mm -hmm. when I was doing this talk with the ladies, I would kind of stop after each topic and go, okay, any questions about that? And yeah, yeah. there would be, you know, six or seven and then we go on with the next topic. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I went way longer than I wanted to. And we still could have added like a whole other hour to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're able to kind of cover those things here, I guess. Yeah, you know, and, there we go. Doing that right here on the program. So if you have any questions, we'll add that to next week's program as mm -hmm. we get into some of these topics. Uh, send those questions to when we understand the text, all one word, when we understand the text at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably get to some of those next week. Yeah. 
All right, let's finish with prayer. Yes, let's. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, showing us the truth according to your word. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. All things that are good have been given to us by God. And all things that are wrong, we've been told this is wrong. It is displeasing to the Lord. Here's why it's wrong, because it breaks the law and the standard that God has established. We know all of these things according to what the Bible says. So may we dictate right and wrong according to your word. We're teaching our children these things. We're raising them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. And we're teaching them the gospel as we do that as well. Because it is true that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but we are justified by your grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom you gave, who died on the cross for us, so that all who believe in Jesus, our sins are forgiven and we have everlasting life with God. May this be something that we remember constantly in all that we teach with our children. And as it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, we teach these things to our kids. When we rise up, when we go by the way, the truths are, are as frontlets between our eyes and on the doorposts of our houses. Every opportunity that we have, we teach our kids truth so that we are, are staying ahead of the enemy in this world that is trying to lead our children astray into, into lies and demonic teachings. Teach us the way of Christ, and may we walk in it and bless our children to walk in these things as well. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.